almost heaven West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains Shenandoah River Life is older Older than the trees Younger than the mountains Growing like a breeze Country road Oh, take me home, Luke. What a week in oh, Mountaineer yeah. Sports. Much better feeling than last Friday. That's uh, true. I feel like as we sit in here today, uh, recording here on Friday, February 10th, uh, it's lots of fun going on here at the Daily Athenaeum, U92 Studios building, whatever you want to call it nowadays. It's all student media. That's what mm-hmm. matters. And uh, that's what we're coming to you with live, or not live, sorry, tape to live, tape delay, whatever you want. It's a podcast, Mountaineer Sports Insider. Welcome in, Tanner Lambert, Luke Blaine. Of U92 and the DA and the 92ers basketball squad. Uh, our problem, here's our problem. Yeah. Last night was a winnable game. Yes. However, there's no reason for us to be playing with the D2 college kids. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Right? I guess so, yeah. The reasoning for us being in this league is to get a guaranteed playoff game. But if we go 0-5, that doesn't matter to me. I'd rather go two and or three and one and miss the playoffs, or two and two and miss the playoffs, wouldn't yeah. you? Okay, good. All well, right. I mean, well, then again, if we make the playoffs with a worse record, we have to play the higher seed first round. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the team we lost to last week lost last night. So we play that team yeah. next week that beat them. I don't know any of the names. Uh, I don't know. So essentially, we're Team Four. And now yeah. we've lost to Team 2 and 3, and Team 1's beat both of them. And we play Team 1 next week. It's essentially a nice little analogy for you out there. Uh-huh. It's a good sign. Yeah? Yeah. Luke Blaine runs by me, says, take me out. Makes a defensive <laughs> turnover. I, I was so mad with the way I was playing. Yeah. I, I was like, dude, I'm playing like garbage. I was, my defense was bad. I was missing shots. Yeah, and then he comes back down and... Hits a nice mid-range jumper. Yeah. He says, "All right, short don't, corner. Don't take me out." I, 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 I walk, Yeah. I, on the on the way back to defense, I was like, "Never mind. Leave me in." <laughs> so he took me out anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, we were trying. I mean, it was close. Six points at half. We sh- that was definitely a winnable game. Nobody could hit anything, uh, besides our good buddy Jonathan Hamilton, who hit a three, and I lost my mind. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's where we lost a. Uh, we we lost a point last night in sportsmanship. Did we? Yeah, both teams got a three. Now, if you're going to give us a three and them a three from last night, <laughs> okay. Yeah? Doesn't really feel accurate to me. One team had like 14 fouls. One team had two. Yeah. And we were the team with two. And we also weren't fighting with the referees. The only time I truly yelled was when Hamilton hit that three and I yelled, oh, my God, no way, <laughs> because I did not believe it. Uh, well, I... I kind of gave the ref a little bit one time. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I don't really care. I got pushed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's getting pushed last night. You know who's not getting pushed around right now? West Virginia men's basketball team. That's true. My goodness. Yeah. So we go into last weekend. Again, this always feels like forever ago when we talk about Saturday games. Yeah. But we go into last weekend, and there was a little show at the Coliseum. Mm -hmm. Uh, A 30-point victory. Yeah. Over the Oklahoma Sooners, who the previous Saturday had beaten the number two team in the country by 30. Yeah. Uh, so that's something, I would say. Um, just a, a great, successful night at the Coliseum on Saturday for them. 
uh, 93-61 is the final. So I think that's 32, quick math. Uh, and that's wild. The West Virginia women fell in Norman, however, on the same day, 93-268. Uh, and that one, uh, as we look at the uh, men's game still first really quickly, was another Eric Stevenson show. 34 points, 3 of 6 from 3. Uh, not bad at all, I don't think, uh, Luke. Yeah, I think he should consider joining the 92ers. Yeah. I think uh, just to bring, I think that Hamilton three was the only three we had all night. Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, Akako with a double-double. Oh, yeah. Uh, Keity Johnson, he's played really well offensively the last two outings. 16 on Saturday. Uh, and Joe Toussaint with nine off the bench. Uh, I, I will take it from those guys. Seven yeah. made free throws from Joe Toussaint down the, in that game. Yeah. Uh, now they, you know, help in the final score oh, yeah. of the Oklahoma I mean, game. But y- You look at Oconquo, it is so cool to see Oconquo go from a guy who, at the beginning of the season, didn't get any playing time and was running the stairs after games, you know? Yeah, that was a wild thing. I remember that. And then now he's coming into the game, and the Coliseum goes crazy. Correct. Like, they love to see James Oconquo come into the game. Yeah, yeah. No, it was an awesome one. Uh, still on Saturday, uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma. On the women's side, it was uh, J.J. Quinterly had 24, and Maddie had 19. Uh, but there was just not enough uh, coming from the rest of the team out there. Hemingway had four. Bates had five. Uh, Bates had another three. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Bates becoming a very, very good player off the bench uh, coming into her role more and more, which is something that they can hopefully count on. Um, But, I mean, Oklahoma's just a really good women's basketball team. Yeah. There's no uh, debating that. Um, They shot 42%, uh, 43 from three, but they just didn't get up the same. I mean, Oklahoma had 12 more made shots in them in that game, and that's the difference. They were literally better uh, from – well, the Sooners shot 52% to 36 of 69. West Virginia was 24 of 56. So, I mean, if you're going to give me those shooting numbers, Luke, though, I'm going to take those most times. It's just at times this year the defense has, for some reason, not worked. And, and I don't know why that is, to be completely honest with you, because they've played, you know, a team like Texas, who's a top 25 team as well, and played very good defense against them for stretches of the time. But then, you know, the other time is – Fourth quarter, they go five minutes scoreless again, yeah. right? That's that's the real stat that you know isn't going to be shown in the numbers, but it, it is the one that tells you the story, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, one you split the Oklahoma games uh, again, the men winning by thirty-two. So that's a that's a great win for them, um, and then the women unfortunately falling as far as basketball goes on Saturday as we continue through the week. Uh, the Thomas Sharkey. Uh, invitational for golf. Uh, they were down there at Georgia State. Luke and I continued to talk about how we wish we were on the golf team. Oh, yeah. Uh, traveling around the country uh, because it would be really fun. Uh, Caleb Wilson uh, played a uh, plus one over his rounds, uh, 74-71, not that bad. Uh, and then uh, that tied him for 16th place overall. So, again, you know, you got to remember that Practicing here in West Virginia is a lot different than practicing in Atlanta or Tallahassee or Gainesville or yeah, for sure. Starksville or any of these places around the country that are warmer for at least 10 months of the year. You know, here yeah. playing golf and like the, yesterday would have been nice to go out and play golf, but it was still extremely oh, yeah. windy. And, you know, 
you get nice days here and there, but then the problem is, too, the fact that the courses aren't ready to be open either. So it's not like you can just go out there if it's a nice day, right? Because they have to be uh, maintained and that sort of thing. Uh, so we will see what happens continuing there. Um, those were the day one results uh, from the golf over at the Thomas Sharkey. I think they wound up finishing 26th as a team, mm-hmm. if I'm uh, not wrong about that. Um, so... I mean, I think they're just happy to get back out there. It'll take a little bit for them to get back into it, uh, in my opinion. Uh, tennis, Penn State was here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can talk about it. You <clears> went, right? Yeah, I, I was there for that one. Um, it was a good match overall, I think. Um, I think the uh, the final score won't tell you just how competitive those matches were, I think, on an individual level. The only player who came out with the win was uh, Ting Pei Chong. Okay. Over on court two. She played a three-set match thriller. It was really, really good play. Um, I think the team's still, you know, it's early season. They're still kind of coming yeah. into their playing. And, I mean, I think uh, their coach said it best at the end of the match. He said, uh, like the way we competed, thought we could have played a lot better. Yeah. And I think, you know, these girls, they compete. You know, that Maya Dodic, I believe, is mm-hmm. how you say her name, down on uh, yeah, down at the sixth spot. She competes. She right. A Loses 6-4, then 7-6. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, six. Redshirt uh, freshman, too. Yeah, there was only one match that really got out of hand with, uh, is it Peju Heish? Uh, Penny. Penny? Okay. Uh, Pe- Penny J. Penny um, J. Oh, the, sorry, Penny J. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, she, she was the only one. But, but I, by her match, the uh, the overall points had already been right. Decided. So there wasn't much she could have done anyway, besides individually. Yeah. Because the rest of them, yeah, seven five, six four, six three, six two, six four, seven six, uh, six four, six one, seven five. Like they're all right there. They're all very close. You're exactly right. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, I mean sometimes that's just the way it crumbles, right? Yeah. And uh, they've been without one of their players, Kendall Kovic. Mm-hmm. Um. Not really sure what her absence has entailed recently, but uh, she just had, I think the last three matches she hasn't played. Okay. Um, well, we hope to see her back soon for sure. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah she's a really good player. The uh, West Virginia wrestling team, uh, they fell in a tight one to number 14 Northern Iowa. 20-14 to 14 here uh, at the West Virginia wrestling facility. Um and so they fall to seven and five on the season, one and five in the Big Twelve. Big Twelve is really good conference mm-hmm. as far as wrestling goes. You see a trend there where the Big Twelve is very good at a lot of sports, but they, mm-hmm. for some reason, don't get any credit nationally. Because yeah. even in basketball, well, people mean, try to say that they're not. You know, some people yeah. on, on TV, you know, Lenardi and these other guys, they know Ken Palm knows, you know, and that sort of thing. But yeah, that's just basketball. Everything else to me sometimes feels like. The Big 12 is not respected for how good they truly are. Oh, yeah. And I think that just comes along from, I think, one of the biggest, you know, crowds for college sports is football. And, I mean, nobody's better than the SEC in football. Or nobody has been for a long time. And I think it's easy, you know, people get so caught up in football, I think it's easy to forget about these other sports. Yeah, and it shouldn't be because they they practice and train just as hard and uh, it can be just as exciting, in yeah. my opinion. Um, Absolutely. So some of your match results here uh, from the Northern Iowa one. Uh, Michael Wolfgram at the uh, heavyweight class, number 19 in the country. Devitz number 12, Tyler Gordon of UNI, 
7-4 on decision. Uh, some of the other West Virginia wins at the 165-pound uh, number 11, Peyton Hall, defeats number 23, Austin Yant, 5-2 in a decision. Uh, in the 157 pay, weight, cla- weight class, excuse me, Caleb Dowling defeats uh, number 19, Derek Holschlag, 3-1 uh, on a decision. Uh, the 149, Colin Relbuto defeats number 21, Collins number 13, by the way. Uh, Sam Hillgas, 10-7 uh, in a decision. Uh, and then the other one at the 125 weight class, it is Killian Cardinal uh, defeating Kyle Golfer of UNI 11 to seven, uh, number nine there. Uh, Killian is so, you know, you you lose that one to a really good Northern Iowa team, but you had some individual wins, so that makes you feel a little bit better. They were winning for a time of this match, and then uh, Northern Iowa went on a 10 point run uh, to put that one away and come back and take the lead and not give it back up. Uh, so unfortunate there, but you know, wrestling is both an individual and a team sport. It's kind of different than some other sports in that way. Whereas, you know, you can go on and find individual success, even if the team cannot. So Mm -hmm. that's something to, uh, look forward to, I would say, uh, as we move in here, here's the golf final. I did not have it up earlier. That was my fault. Um, but uh, it was Kayla Wilson who went 74, 71, 78, so not the best third day, 223. That finishes in 29th at uh, plus 7 overall. Ole Menkard, uh 76, 78, 75, plus 13 overall. Curtis Grant, 79, 74, 78, 231, 15 overall there. And then Todd Duncan, uh, plus 20, 73, 75, 88, so a really rough last day there. Um, but, again, it, it's really, really hard. Uh, and Sean Kovich, the head coach there, who's a great guy, it seems. I've not personally met him yet. I'm looking forward to hopefully doing that here in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said this was an opportunity for some of our guys to gain experience as we prepare for the rest of the spring schedule. Um, and it was a huge tournament, so lots of stuff going on. Um, and sometimes, you know, the first one back after three or four months can be rough. And, and so that's exactly what you saw. Uh, I would expect them to hopefully play better in Gainesville this weekend. Check out more uh, on the weekend schedule in the weekend preview show, which will also be posted in the podcast feed. Uh, As we go through here now again and look at some more results from this week, it was women's basketball who lost by just 11 to Oklahoma State uh, on Monday uh, is when that game – or no, was that Tuesday, excuse me – and J.J. had 18, Maddie had 16, Kylie had 7, uh, Kylie Blackston, that is, and Kyle Watson also adding 7. Um, and, you know, it's just another one where they didn't get it done, uh, unfortunately. 14-11 all-time against Oklahoma State, though. They lead them. Um, it, it's a game of runs, it seems, for this Mountaineer team, right? Oh, yeah. They, they can hold, you know, the opposition uh, to you know, a, a four or five minute no point scoring stretch and then they themselves get right back into it but then go on another four or five minute no scoring stretch and it's just, I'm sure, frustrating for them, Yeah, you'd have to say um, because it, it it can't be easy to constantly have that happen over and over um, to where that's happening but again, in the game, 43% shooting, 30% from three uh, two lead changes, they had nine second chance points, 36 points in the paint, create 17 turnovers, 13 from the bench. 
Um, should be almost enough to get it done, but Oklahoma State shoots 50% from the field, 33% from three, so not much better from there. But they had 46 in the paint, and they create 16 turnovers themselves, and their bench gave them the difference with 27, and that's the difference in the game. So, you know, we talked about a lot last week and the week before this depth scoring uh, and how important that is for this basketball team as they move forward in their schedule and when you don't have it you're not going to win the games because you can't rely just on JJ and Maddie because if they're giving you 18 and 16 that's that's what they're going to give you right Mm -hmm. you know coming into this month they were averaging about 14 and 12 respectively and so they're giving you more than what they're averaging right now and uh, it's still not enough. So you need to get, you know, Sarah Bates going one night, and yeah. then it can be Danny Nichols the next night. And you have the flash plays from Jayla Hemingway where she'll have a night where she has 15 too in a double-double, right? She had back-to-back double-doubles in January. And mm-hmm. so right now they've kind of hit a bit of a rut here, it seems, but hopefully they can get that fixed and continue uh, to get back to, you know, how, how they were playing uh, last month as we're entering, you know, towards the end of the season here. Uh, for this women's basketball team, fourteen and eight overall, five and six in the conference. They're not out of it. Nine and two at home. That's the big difference. Two and five on the yeah. road, uh, but three and one in neutral sites. So that might make you feel a little bit better as you get closer to Kansas City in the Big Twelve tournament at the beginning of March. And then we opened it up with the West Virginia win against Iowa State on Wednesday again, which was just an incredible game. Uh, mm-hmm. on, on Wednesday at the Coliseum. Uh, Luke, we did the new morning show on U92 this morning, Beat the Clock, 7 oh, to 9 a.m., yeah. Monday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And uh, we were talking about it, and we were going through the box score, and uh, you were there on Wednesday, correct? Yeah. A lot yeah. of fouls, I hear. Uh, oh, my gosh. And, yeah. and, you know, we were doing sports page during the show, so I couldn't watch it as intently as I normally would. Yeah. Right? Watch the final 15 minutes or so, uh, where there were still a ton of fouls called. Uh, but I want to make sure I get this number right because I had it earlier, and it was a astronomically high number. Uh, it is, yes, 53 fouls were called in that game. Oh, my gosh. So that is more than one foul per minute of the game. That's crazy. 40 minutes of basketball, 53 fouls. Yeah. Right? That's 23 for West Virginia and 30 well, for and Iowa know, State. I know. like Iowa State the, had, the, the clock hadn't hit 17 flat yet, and WVU was in bonus. <laughs> like it, in, in the in the second half, like it, it was it, that that's not a lie. Like it was, oh, it was less God. than three minutes into the second half, and WVU was in bonus. Yeah, Iowa State had uh, three players foul out, and they had another, and they had two guys with four. Yeah, West Virginia's Eric Stevenson fouled out, but yeah, they were still able to pull it off. Yeah, that now I've seen a lot of Iowa State fans it's on social media. Really going at the refs for that loss, but I think uh, I think the calls were pretty bad both ways. I I mean Iowa State could have tied that game with their five missed free throws. Yep, six of eighteen from beyond the arc. Yeah, thirty percent. But I know like thirty personal fouls yeah. is thirty personal fouls. Yep, you only sent West Virginia uh, half of those fouls were not on shooting attempts where it's a bad call, mm-hmm. right? West Virginia went to the free throw line thirty one times. So you cut that nap. That's sixteen of thirty. Half your fouls were shooting fouls. The other half are fouls that you are playing poor defense on most of the time, or you're traveling the ball, right? Yep. Let's see, where does it say how many turnovers they had? I have this thing pulled up right now. Uh, Three-point free throw, lead change score. Ten turnovers, or ten points off of turnovers for Iowa State. West Virginia had 15 points off of turnovers. Only 12 points in the paint. Iowa State has every opportunity to win this game. You're only scoring 12 in the paint for West Virginia. 42% from three, one of the highs this year um, for them. 
but don't 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 yeah the the uh, idea that it was bad fouls called they were going both ways yeah, 54 they were going fouls both ways. is 54 I mean, fouls yeah i mean you look at the way you look at that charge call that stevenson got called for that got him tossed yeah like oh did you see that yes i did yeah that was that was a that very was egregious interesting that was call. pretty bad yeah uh yeah definitely very interesting it doesn't have the turnovers on here for some reason i wanted to make sure i got those right for you um I'm looking for them. They had, yeah, I don't see them anywhere. Only 12 points off the bench, too, for the Mountaineers. There, there's every opportunity in that game if you're a Cyclone to win it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't buy into that. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Joe Tucson had that technical foul too, which was. Yeah, nobody really knows what that was about. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't see that for, one. From the sound of it, he said something after he. Yeah, made that a makes shot. sense. That's that's fair though. I if know, you do uh, that, you can get called for foul. You have to understand that. I know Emmett Matthews talked about that in the post-game okay. press conference. He was like, yeah, Joe's going to be Joe. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, it was like, he's a, he's a guard from New York. You know, you it's, know? It's, <laughs> it, 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 it's different when you uh, say that after a win than a loss, pal, yeah. uh, because after a win you don't pro- – or after a loss, you probably uh, do not say that. Uh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not able to find the turnovers, but I think both teams turned it over around 15 times. If I, yeah, I think that's about right. Um, and if that's not, I apologize. But the fact that yeah, I've seen a lot of the Twitter stuff with the Iowa State fans. I I don't buy into that. I don't buy. You know, I buy into refs being bad, but I don't yeah. buy into refs fixing a game for one team. Yeah. Okay. I I, I just don't think that that's true. There's that 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 if that happened. It would be known. Mm-hmm. There, there's no way. I mean, you can call fouls a certain way, but nine times out of ten, they're going bad both ways if they're doing it. Um, and, and so I don't buy into. Oh, here we go. Iowa State, fourteen turnovers. West Virginia, eleven. So I was yeah. a little bit wrong. Okay, I finally found it. That's close. Yeah. No, I mean, right. It's right there. So you have every chance to win that game if you're Iowa State, in my opinion. Uh, a uh, uh, G uh, was Elise Kunk. Is that how you say that? Number five for Iowa State, the Cyclones. Uh, I, I think, think it was Kuntz. Is it Kuntz? Yeah. Plus minus of negative nineteen. One of two field goals in twenty two minutes. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just looking at this box score again. Uh, I mean, this is an Iowa State team who wins by an average of fifteen and a half points at home. Yeah. Right. They have the number one defense in the Big Twelve. Yeah, you you let West Virginia get seventy six points on you. Yep, and West, I mean that they, they were averaging only giving you know, up like sixty one. Right, like, like lowest in the Big Twelve. Exactly. So if you're Iowa State, there was more than the officials, mm-hmm. uh, if they were going against you in that game. You you, I, you know, it, it's not like there's something that's called a bad game that can happen to a team. Yeah. Right, and so that, I mean, we've seen it here. Right. Oh, you, yeah. you, bad games happen, and that might have just been a bad game for Iowa State. But if it comes against West Virginia, then it comes against West Virginia. That, that I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't buy into any hype where it's fixed or something like that. Uh, look at the extended standings really quick for the Big Twelve uh, men's basketball, and then I'll give you the women's as well. West Virginia right now is, I think, that's seventh in the conference. Uh, 
at four and seven behind TCU, who's now fallen to six and five. But spots two through five are all seven and four. So let me ask you this: I asked uh, this on Beat the Clock this morning. Um, with so many teams very very tight, it, West Virginia looks like they're not going to have to play in that like semi play-in game, you yeah. know, where they play the first night, and it's the standalone. Who do you not want West Virginia to play? Like from the Big 12? Yeah, in the Big 12 tournament. When they go to Kansas City, the so right now it's slated Oklahoma will play Texas Tech in the first game, yeah. right? And then the winner of that will move on, and they'll be the lowest seed who will play the one, and then West Virginia as of right now would play the two. Yeah. But the two <laughs> is tied with Iowa State, Baylor, Kansas State, and Kansas. West Virginia has played all of those teams. The Kansas game is the only one that's an anomaly yeah. where they hit seven of seven threes to start the game and just an utter yeah. crazy shooting night from Kansas. I'm interested to see. It's nice when you play a team twice like that because you can see if it was uh, you know, kind of just a great night or if it was what, what it's going to be. Uh, however, the Kansas State game at the beginning of the year, you hit some free throws, you win that one. You hit some free throws against Baylor, you probably are in that one. I don't know if you quite win it. There's yeah. a lot of free throws down the stretch for the Bears, though. And then they obviously beat Iowa State. Um, so I, I, out of those four, and, you know, Texas is one right now, but they only have one game in hand at 8-3 and three rather than 7-4. and four. So it could be anybody from Texas to Iowa State. And Oklahoma State has been on a heck of a run here as of late. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to be easy whoever you play. But I, I would go as far to – I mean, TCU 6-5, and five, they could get right back into it, too. If I could pick anybody to play in the first round for the Mountaineers, I would pick TCU. But that's probably not going to happen. So then I would think maybe K-State. I don't know. I'm kind of wary about either Kansas team because, like... It's, it's it, right there. It, it's in Kansas. No, so, it's in I mean, Missouri, we, technically, but, oh, yeah. well, yeah. You know what I mean. But, it's okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we saw it last year. Went up and played Kansas and. Well, it was, that was it, it was a home game. That, you know? Well, they don't. I don't think they're big fans of Bob Huggins up there. No, no. But I don't think Bill Self's a fan favorite when he comes here. Yeah, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I. I. Okay, that's a fair point. Ah, man. I. I mean, that's that's tough. It's not going to be easy. No. The Big Twelve tournament is going to be insane this year. It will be yeah. must-watch basketball every single game because they're all going to come down to the wire. Yeah. It How doesn't many... matter if it's Tech playing Texas. It's going to come down to the wire. You know why? Because Tech beat Texas. That's yeah. their one conference win. Texas yeah. is number five in the country. Wow. How do you how, I, that's that's the Big Twelve. Uh, how realistic, how many team how many Big Twelve teams do you think are going to make the Right NCAA now it has tournament? eight uh and Oklahoma was like the first four out. <laughs> <laughs> that's just crazy. Uh, yeah. So Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Here are some scores from Tech's latest games. Or, sorry, they beat Iowa State, not Texas. I apologize. An 89-62 loss to Baylor. Not great. Uh, 71-68 loss to, uh, lost to Oklahoma. I thought it... Oh, this is Texas Tech. Sorry. Yeah. Texas Tech loses uh, at Oklahoma State on the 8th. 71-68. Okay. They lose at Baylor, 89-62. That one gets out of hand. They beat Iowa State in, at home, 80-77. to Lose to LSU, or no, sorry, they beat LSU, who's been ranked this year, 76-68 in the Big 12 Challenge. 
they lose to West Virginia down there in, uh, in Lubbock. Uh, that one got out of hand, too, but a lot of free throws at the end of that one, 276-61. Uh, they lose by 10 to K-State. They lose by 6 to Baylor the first time they play them. They lose by 2 to Texas. They got killed the first time they played Iowa State by 34. They lose in overtime to Oklahoma. They lose by 3 to Kansas. They lose by 5 or 6 excuse me, to TCU. Yeah. Every single one of those is one or two possessions for a tech that has just gone the wrong way. And trust me, we have seen what that looks like, i.e., go look at last year's West Virginia team. Oh, my team, gosh. Right? That's what Lubbock's going through this year down there with Tech. And, and so, you know, uh, oh, God, their coach's name. I almost just said Mark Few. God, I, I know it's not Mark Few. Uh, hold on. Let me I, – I know his name. But, I, you know, when you look at the uh, – it's Mark Davis, right? Mark Davis, yeah. I think so. Texas Tech basketball. I can't type this morning, Luke. I've been here since 6.30 this morning. Uh, Mark Adams, sorry. Mark Mark Davis is the owner of the Raiders. Good God. Um, <laughs> Lord. Uh, but, like, when you look at this conference overall, you could make the argument almost for everybody but Texas Tech that they should be in the NCAA tournament. And yeah. Tech could very well wind up being in the NCAA tournament. Oklahoma's 500, but their record... Very similar to Tech, and yeah. remember they beat Alabama by thirty. Yeah, uh, and West Virginia is just above them. Another thing at eleven and three at home, two and five on the road. Yeah, just a wild, wild Big Twelve. Another little hypothetical. Yeah, how many teams of the Final Four do you think could end up being Big Big Twelve two. teams? Two. You think? I think two. I feel like we could get up to three. It, it depends on how the bracket shakes. Yeah. Out, right. So. It, how it, many play, say, how many teams? Are yeah, in say whichever? you know, I I could get with you there of Kansas, Texas, and TCU or Baylor yeah. are all in three separate quadrants. Yeah, I think I could get there with you because yeah. with the way the Big Twelve's played every other conference this year, there's no doubt the average net ranking of the Big Twelve is twenty seven. Yeah, <laughs> and that's because Tech's like forty, yeah. and everybody else is top fifteen, and then there's some in between twenty and thirty five. Yeah, twenty seven. <laughs> that means all top twenty five. Yeah, get out of here. All right, let's look at the women's uh, really quickly here too, because I know we got to get moving. <clears throat> uh, expanded standings for the women's basketball in the Big Twelve. West Virginia's at five and six. They're tied with Kansas uh, at sixth. I th- or seventh in the conference, excuse me. Uh, and they're ahead of Tech, Kansas State, and TCU. So if they were to start the Big 12 tournament today, I think they would play uh, Baylor, which would be good because they've already beaten Baylor. Mm-hmm. They play Iowa State, maybe not so good. That first game in Ames, not great. Now, they do have Iowa State here at the Coliseum tomorrow. Tune into U92 The Moose. It'll be myself and Tanner Mounts on the call. Mm-hmm. Luke Blaine, somebody will be there. Uh, uh, Jake be there. My parents are coming up. Oh, hitting the roadhouse? Oh, yeah. All right, Got good, to. good, good. Going to watch some tennis and hit the roadhouse. Sounds like a great day. Yeah. Okay, it. good. Um, but, again, you know, as far as the women are concerned, I, I wouldn't say it's as dominant a conference overall, but they played Texas very close when Texas was here. Oklahoma is the only team they really haven't played close in the conference. They've only played Iowa State once. They beat Baylor. They could have beat Texas. Uh, and so out of the top f- four, you've almost beat two of the teams. I get that it's not a win, mm-hmm. but remember, this is year one. And also, when you go to Kansas City, you never know what's going to happen. So um, TCU is bad, 6-17. and 17. 
But everybody else is at least four games over 500 in this conference, too, Yeah. as far as the women are concerned. So you've got, I think, four top 25 teams on the women's side. Not bad. Right. Um, no, that's that's not bad at all. So uh, it, it doesn't get any easier on this side. Uh, and they're very exciting games. Again, we continue to encourage you to seek out Coach P and her team as they are a very fun team to watch, cheer for, and uh you know, just pay attention to, honestly, because, um, again, we, we try to say this about every sport here, and we will continue. Everything yes. that has a WV on it is good. Yes, I did want to add something we, <clears throat> something we didn't uh, mention today, the track team. Okay, I did we, not see there. Sorry, I might have had, missed it. Well, I one, had it written down. One thing in particular, Okay, they had a... Uh, School record broken. Oh, okay. In the, distant, the DMR, the distance medley relay, by uh, Cassandra Williamson, Tessa Constantine, Michaela Lucky, and Kaylee McCabe. And they broke the record with a time of 10 minutes, 59, 59.09 seconds. And it is the first time in school history that that time has gone uh, sub 11 minutes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, I see what I did. I didn't go all the way over on the calendar. No, I got you. I, it only got you. went to last Saturday. That's my fault. Yeah. I apologize. We got uh, some record breakers. One of them, a media college representative. Oh, yeah? Bumped into, her, uh, bumped into Kaylee McCabe the other day. There you go. Going into class. Okay. Yeah. What class? Co- way uh, to go. I, 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 was going to, I was going to media ethics. She was going somewhere else. No, I meant, yeah. I, I was not asking about her. I was asking yeah. about you. Yeah. Media ethics. That's media a great ethics. class. Fantastic. Yeah. Dr. Great Jones. Class. Dr. Awesome Jones, guy. baby. Let's go. Um, let's see. Excuse me. Diving uh, against Penn State at the beautiful Milan Park Center. Uh, they concluded their regular season, uh, and they will go down to the Joe Jamil Texas Swimming Center, which, or the Lee and Joe, excuse me, Jamil Texas Swimming Center, which is astonishing. Mm, that really? place is insane. As a person who follows swimming, one of the nicest facilities in the world. That's awesome. Uh, and, of course, it has to be in Austin. But yeah. it is <laughs> incredible, man. Incredible. So they'll go down there in two weeks. Uh, and, and Rifle is also on that break getting ready to go uh, to their postseason next week in Lexington. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the men's side, it was Hayden Appel who scored 275.65 on the three-meter. Good enough for second place. And then freshman Christian Torres placed third, 243-30. And on the platform, it was Glenn Elagoria, excuse me. Uh, He added a second place finish for the Mountaineers with a 321.08 off the platform again. And then behind him was senior Owen Johns, 310.35. Torres finished fourth in that one at 200.85 off the platform. On the women's side, it was sophomore Sarah Cruz. Krusinski, uh, earning first place on the three-meter, 322.65, and on the one-meter, 278.70. That's pretty good. Two first place in one day. And then right behind on the first meter is Abigail Sullivan with a 265.58, and she earned first on the platform. Sullivan did 238.13. Freshman Elisa Grossman added a PR on the one-meter, 233.25, and senior Marion T. Meyer, Scored 262.28 on the three-meter to finish second. So diving concludes their regular season against Penn State last weekend. And again, they will have a little bit of a break here before they go and do the postseason gymnastics. 
God, gymnastics is always so tight, Luke. Yeah. Go up to pit. You lose by just over a point. Yeah. Brutal. Although Brutal. I did watch, I watched an in-depth video yesterday about gymnastics. Did you? And, I need to do that. <laughs> um, well, I, so I, I understand, understand most of it. And so I don't think it's at the college level it's this way, but at like the Olympic level, for example. Yeah. There's no way to get a perfect 10 anymore because there are so many judges. And if there's a perfect 10 given out, then they're not doing their job is what they're saying. Yeah. So then, you know, you lose a 0.2 reduction for everything wrong. So that's how close these things are. That's why you see them that are yeah. this close. Okay. And, and so that makes a heck of a lot more sense to me now. Because I think there were a couple perfect tens on Friday up in Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. I will check that really quickly. I thought I saw uh, a thing on their social media uh, really quickly. I'll read it. Uh, in its first dual meet of the season, they lose 195.2 to 196.550 uh, up at Pitt. The Panthers are 6-6. Six and six, Mountaineers are 7-5. and five. Uh, the Mountaineers fell every in every single event very tightly. In the vault, Luke, score was 48.725 to 48.5. <laughs> That's a .25 difference. Yeah. Uh, on the uneven bars, 49.4 to 48.85. On the balance beam, 49.15 to 48.675. And on the floor exercise, 49.275 to 49.175. That's crazy. That's all just right there, okay? Yeah. Right there. Uh, Brooke Alvin led the rotation on the uneven bars with a 9.825. Um, lots of great scores above nine there, uh, coming from Miranda Smith, uh, Kiana Yancey, and Kendra Combs as well, all over 9.7. Um, in the vault, 48.5 is the total again. Uh, Brooke Irwin and Emma Worry both po- posted 9.775s, and Kiana Lewis, fellow media student, uh, love Kiana. She's awesome. 9.725 there uh, on the vault. And Carly Nelson and Abby Pearson, 9.625 and 9.6. On the floor is Emily Holmes-Hackard, who paced the rotation for the girls. 9.875, uh, or 9.875, yeah. Kendra Combs, 9.85. Abby Pearson and Ellie Collins scored matching 9.825s. So that's how tight it is over there uh, with gymnastics. Yeah absolutely crazy to be able to you know keep your head in that because then i feel like when you see the scores right and you see them when they're that tight you've got to be thinking good god if i don't bend my knee this way or if i yeah. don't land this correctly then it's on me and it's all by point one, point two. Yep. just just insanely insanely close numbers there so uh we wish them the best as they continue on in their spring schedule here as we do all of the west virginia sports that we cover here uh, which is all of them, Luke, and it's been really fun this oh, week. Yeah. Uh, we'll end this one for now, and we will be back next Friday if Luke can figure out how to get me to call into this thing. That's true. Yeah, we got to do some uh, studying here real quick. Training. All right, make sure to tune in to the uh, Mountaineer Sports Insider Weekend Preview. Subscribe to the newsletter and all of our U92 podcast, along with the Daily Athenaeum. Pick that up every Wednesday morning at yep. a local station near you. All right, that'll do it for this week. It's Mountaineer Sports Insider with Luke and Tanner.